McDonald's should release like should release a candle line that makes your house smell like like French fries. Yeah. Like that you know that French fry I'd get grease. Sick of it. I'm Michelle. And I'm DJ. And this is Roses of Rejections, a podcast where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. Woohoo! And we have some news. We have a lot of news. We have a ton of news, but like we have some big, big news. Yeah, some huge news. You've definitely heard it by now. Yes, you've absolutely. If you're listening to our podcast, you've definitely heard this news yeah. by now. So um, let's just get right into it. Yep. Matt James and Rachel Kirkinell are back together. <laughs> the biggest news in Bachelor Nation this Nothing week. Nothing bigger than that. That's it. They are back together officially <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Except right. they are back together. That is like it's a really like they're thing. officially together. Yeah. Um, you know, time heals all wounds, I suppose. Sure. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about uh, Chris Harrison exiting as the host of the Bachelor franchise in perpetuity. Yep. As far as we know, that's it. Yep. He's done. He's gone. Gonzo. So, um, Deadline first reported this on Monday. No, uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday, because yeah. it was after The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, which I... Uh, th- this is all, like, conjecture, but I, I had heard... On um, the on the Ringer Bachelor podcast, um, Bachelor Nation, which you could listen to only if you listen to this one. Which I guess if you're <laughs> listening to us, then that's fine. You listen, you could listen to that if you listen to us. Um, but um, the the host there had said that apparently ABC wanted to get this news out before the premiere started, but I, I guess there was a, a hookup. But Dead Deadline reported it. Uh, they had the exclusive, and then uh, a bunch of other um, publications picked it up. So now we're going to go to a segment called Reading. No, wait, but before that. Yeah. Because you mentioned that um, they wanted to they wanted to make that announcement prior to uh, to the show airing. Yep. I, I have mixed feelings about this. So there's two things. One, yeah. I think that if they said it before the episode premiered, that would be most of what people were talking about. Okay. So I'm kind of glad that they didn't do it for that reason. In the same light, or in the same breath, I can say it feels like they were stealing the thunder of the show by making this announcement right after the episode premiered. Like... Hey, I know that this first episode premiered, but let's talk about different Bachelor news. Bachelor Nation news. Right. So it was, like, very mixed feelings. It was, like, I'm glad that didn't happen before, but also, like, it kind of stole the thunder of the episode. Eh, I don't know. Okay. So let's go to the segment that we call reading. Reading. All right, I'm going to read this whole Deadline article, but I'm going to give the high points because there is some interesting stuff in here. All right, this is from Deadline. While whispers over Harrison's permanent breakup with the Bachelorverse were all over town after it was revealed that Fleiss pal David Spade, uh, Mike Fleiss is the executive producer of The Bachelor and creator, um, and others would be guest hosting next summer of Bachelor in Paradise, um, the form of the form of the final split itself was uncertain until early this morning. This was Tuesday. Penciling in the Bachelorette premiere as their event horizon, Harrison's reps have been in increasingly intense negotiations over the past few days with WBTV and, to a lesser extent, Disney-owned ABC. After that, deadline of sorts came and passed last night with the money issue resolved. It was the legal straight ends that remained. The confidential settlement with franchise producers and distributor Warner Horizon was finally reached after one more flurry of back and forth between the parties and Bachelor broadcaster ABC on Monday night. 
a motivational undercurrent, so to speak, throughout was Harrison lawyer Brian Freeman pledging to unleash the Shiva of lawsuits, exposing a swath of The Bachelor's alleged dirty laundry unless his Gersh rep client emerged, feeling the financial love. Neither reps for Harrison, WBTV, nor ABC returned requests for comment on the settlement when contacted by deadline. We will update you when we hear from them. Uh, and then it just kind of goes on into what happened, uh, you know, everything prior that we've already covered. Now, Deadline later reported that the settlement that Harrison re- received was eight figures. So oh, at God. least $10 million. The unconfirmed reports were $25 million. That is that is unconfirmed, but Deadline did say eight figures oh my god um to be fired he was fired this is what he got for being fired oh my god there's a lot to unpack here the i i am like flabbergasted i am just completely taken aback yeah by that can we just for a second let's just again yeah 10 at least at least ten million dollars. Yeah, reportedly, yes. That that is an amount of money that I can barely comprehend. He doesn't have to work for the rest of his life. No, like he like he's done. Like you know, I mean, he got he got paid that much to be fired. Yep. Well, and and to not speak. That's the bit. That's mm. one of the biggest parts of this, right? Is that he cannot comment on any of this going like forward. I wouldn't he, say anything if you gave me one million dollars. Um. So there were a couple of statements put out, um, if I could find them, but it was all of the, like, nonsense platitudes. Um, So this was from uh, Warner Brothers and um, ABC. Chris Harrison is stepping aside as host of The Bachelor franchise. We are thankful for his many contributions over the past 20 years and wish him all the best on his journey. Um, And then Chris Harrison posts on Instagram, I've had a truly incredible run as host of The Bachelor franchise, and now I'm excited to start a new chapter. I'm so grateful to Bachelor Nation for all of the memories we shared together. While my two-decade journey is wrapping up, the friendships I've made will last a lifetime. So they've both effectively said nothing. Yeah, Um, of course. and, And so... It's a crazy amount of money oh to God. be fired and to never talk about like any of this stuff again. So one of the things I guess I, I'm curious on your take on Michelle is that according to the de- according to the deadline article, Chris Harrison and this probably makes sense basically knows where the bachelor skeletons are buried, right? Of course. So you know there have been um, Mike Fleiss, the creator and ex- executive producer. Um, there have been sexual abuse allegations for him. You know going back ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all like the public record. You could look up all of this stuff. Um, and he probably knows some details about things that have happened and probably things that have never been reported. So it really is in Warner Brothers and Disney's best interest. I mean, ABC slash Disney, right? Disney doesn't really... I don't think they focus on The Bachelor really all that no. much. I think they let ABC and um, Warner Media do their thing. But, you know, it's really in their best interest to make sure that none of this stuff gets out. Um so that's why it's such a, such a figure. But um, I don't know. What, like, what are your thoughts on just kind of that? And I don't know. And, and just anything else with this? So I think that for for at least $10 million, I don't see him saying anything. Well, he can't. He, right, he's not allowed to. <laughs> they, would, they would probably bankrupt him. I think that a thing that he could do that would get me to change my view, my newly corrupted view of him, mm. is if he declined the money in order to sort of reveal the bad things that have happened. Oh, interesting. Like... Like, in or like, sort of retribution kind of thing. Like, if he was like, I don't need this money, 
but I do think we need to change how things are done here. That's interesting. So in order for that to happen, we need a change of power because this person did this, and I don't think a person like that should be in power. So I feel like that would be the ethical way. That being said, $10 million is a lot of money to, uh, to like, I, lo- I don't know that I'd be strong enough to say, like, oh, no, I won't take the $10 million for this. Now, granted, Chris Harrison already has so much more money than I do, like, just to begin with. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like, but I do think that as a viewer, this would, I would at least find him to be more ethical if he were to do something like that. Yeah, it's super interesting because, I, I, I don't know Chris Harrison's thought process, but you have to imagine that, you know, the reason, you know, prior to, you know, let's say the the whole incident with Rachel Kirkconnell, the reason he didn't say anything is probably because he's friends with a lot of these people. Yeah. He's probably friends with Mike Fleiss. He's probably friends with Rob Mills, who's the um, executive VP of digital content for ABC. He, like, he probably has a lot of friendships. And, like, I don't know, like, if, if you know something happened and you found out in confidence, like, you might not just say anything because, you know, we don't know how he found out. And, you know, you certainly don't want to blackmail someone. But, you know, he, maybe he didn't want to host anymore and you saw him out. And, you know, his lawyer probably just, you know, he, he probably wasn't involved in any of these negotiations, right? He probably, his lawyer was probably like, look, just tell me what you know. And then his lawyer went to ABC and Warner and he goes, my client knows this. This is the price tag. Because that's unfortunately how these deals are made, right? And this is all reporting. You know, Chris Harrison probably was all like, I can't comment on anything, blah, 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 money, this, that, and the other thing. So, and, you know, this will go away with time, as these things all do, you know. Uh, <laughs> unless, you know, Chris Harrison decides to pop up on the next, like, Ben Shapiro movie. But, um, by the way, who was very quick to go to Chris Harrison's defense. Uh, ben Shapiro was right there. Of course. To... to <laughs> <laughs> the fall of America. Um, yeah. Fucking tool bag. Uh-huh. Um, that's the official stance of this podcast. Ben Shapiro is a tool bag. Yep. <laughs> Do you remember who Ben Shapiro is? No. He's, he's the guy when Cardi B came out with WAP. Oh. <laughs> that guy. That's Ben Shapiro. The wet ass P word. Wet ass P word. Please stop. Oh, sorry. If you guys don't know this thing, this like goes like back, but it, it was on the internet for like a week. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? It, it's when. Cardi B released WAP, and he was, like, so outraged and disgusted. Yeah, if you don't know Ben Shapiro, he's just a conservative commentator who is the absolute worst. Yeah, and so, like, for him to stand up to Chris Harrison means... Well, it actually proves a lot of what I was thinking. Like, He's not a great ally to have. No, that's <laughs> not that's not someone you... That's like having Ted Cruz on your side. You're like, yeah, no, no, go away. No. You're making it worse. Yeah, so, um... Anyway, yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, maybe he did it for the money, but this is probably just negotiations and, pro- and probably he was happy. I mean, do you think he even wanted to keep hosting The Bachelor? You get $10 million, you can't say anything ever again, you know, maybe he pops up as, as the host of some random thing, but, you know, he probably just, probably a lot of golf in his future, I imagine, you know. I mean, like, he got to travel and go on these beautiful vacations to barely do anything. What did he do on those shows? Walked up. Had a conversation with the guy and then be like, this is your final verse. And like, that's what he did. The whole freaking, and he got to go on these beautiful vacations and probably got put up in these great rooms and he probably got paid, made bank. Like, would I, I would freaking do that in a heartbeat. So. Even Bachelor in Paradise. That, so interesting. Um, so it's an interesting point I, that I kind of want to talk about the, um, like the the effects that we're gonna see now with Harrison on his host, but before we get there, there's kind of like one thing I'm curious on your like your take, and I, I don't think we've talked about this prior. Mm-hmm. How do you feel 
that what I don't want to say what happened to Chris Harrison because you know he he put oh, this on himself, yes, right? Absolutely. Like he did this to himself. But yes. just what do you think that you know uh, his comments and the interview he had with Rachel Lindsay basically led to his outing as the um, you know Bachelor host? Like like from that prism. Like, what are your thoughts? Are you asking me if I think this is cancel culture? Absolutely not. Or I would have asked okay. that question directly. No. Okay. And um, I I don't even think that, that this um, is an example of that. Um, as far as I think that cancel culture is mostly a made-up thing insofar yes. as everything in, but like, pop culture. We don't have to delve yeah, into yeah, that yeah, conversation. But, like, specifically with this, though, because I, I, am, I am interested in this, because I, I do have thoughts on this, just because okay. um, th- it, this is interesting. Yeah. That... The the host of The Bachelor, like an institution, is is mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, um, and like not because he died, because right, like you know, because yeah, because he think, said some dumb shit. I think it's good. Like I think mm. it's good that he he did something. He said dumb things, and then and like really dumb and bad things that were like insensitive and hurtful and stuff like that. Um, and he has to like pay the toll for what he did, and you know what it is. It's nice to see that, like, the company is, like, following through with it. Or, like, um... Well, he, like, resigned, right? Like, he pulled out... That's what's so weird about this. Yeah, I guess it is. It's a little less, like... I care about it a little bit less because it's not like the company was like, you can't. Because the company wouldn't do that. They wouldn't be like, oh, bye, Chris Harrison. Yeah, I don't... Exactly. Um, Exactly. But, I don't know. It's very, like, I'm glad that he's not gonna be sort of the face of the show anymore. And I, I think that a lot of people are struggling with that be, just because people don't like change. Yeah. But I think it's going to be great for the show. I really think it's going to be great for the show. Like, I think the show is going to start moving in a good, fun, more direction, you know? And we'll talk about that during Katie's Yeah, and I, I, def- I definitely want to talk about that. So I, just briefly, I, I have mixed feelings on this. I agree with you that it is a net positive, but I think it's a like mi- it's probably a minimal net positive. So here here here's where I'm at. I think Chris Harrison, his lawyer probably said, Chris, we have two options for you. We will fight hard as hell to get you back as host of Bachelor, or I'm gonna get you paid. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't always say like do dumb shit, win dumb prizes. Yeah. But in this case it was like do dumb shit, get ten million dollars. That's what's so weird about it this. It is. It does feel a li- well. That's he didn't. He's not okay. Here's how you should think about that. He's not getting ten million dollars for because he left the show. He's getting ten million dollars because he just has a well of information that he shouldn't have. That's it. He's not getting ten million dollars for because he quit. Right. He's getting ten million dollars to not say anything. Like yeah. that's it. Like. Had he not known all of this stuff, they wouldn't have paid him that much. No. Like, no, barely no, no. at all. So, so it's not like they're paying him because he did something bad and has to leave. They're paying him to keep him quiet. Yeah. But, like, you're absolutely right. And that is the the nuanced look at it, yeah. where it's like, here's everything laying out. Um, a, 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 a less good way... And a more broad way to look at it, I guess that, you know, could be reductive. Is, but I, I still, I can't help myself from looking at it this way. Um, cause, Chris Harrison is a really bad and insensitive interview with mm-hmm. Rachel Lindsay. Effect, get $10 million. I mean, that is a very, and that's what, well, how yeah, I was going to say, it's a very black and white way of looking at it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I prefaced it the way I did. Yeah, I know. Um, but that's why I struggle with this because you know I, I i wish i could know what those conversations were where was abc like chris we will have you back 
we just want to give it time and you know we, we gotta like navigate all this shit or if it was abc saying chris we cannot have you back what is the number for you to not come back because what it what if it was a fight where chris is like no i want to come back but at the end of the day abc warner was probably just like we have the money to just make this go away they basically paid their way out of a crisis yeah maybe because what you said is absolutely right from like a pr perspective it's like oh you know this bad optics bad optics it's like you know we're just gonna we're gonna part ways with chris harrison but should that be the case what that you get rid of a weak chain well like okay let's let's say that for the next season of the bachelor mm-hmm. whoever it is right yeah. some guy we probably don't even know sure sure yet. um and chris harrison comes back and it, oh oh no no a- audio media michelle just oh, like sorry. shook her head violently yeah sorry i did a quick head shake like at that thought especially interesting especially because right now it is so soon okay you know what they need they need to wait another 10 years for chris harrison right i say 10 years because and there's a reason i say 10 years because i think chris harrison needs to be like a graying like an old man that you don't feel as like you for you forgive that he was like racially insensitive because he's an old man and what harm could he do kind of thing but um absolutely not anytime soon I don't think... Oh, wow. Well, here's the thing. There are people who will... Who didn't even think he should have been, like... Who sh- who don't think he should have quit in the first place. And yeah. I disagree with those people, That, but that's fine. But then there are people who are, were hurt by the things that he said. Yeah, true. the feelings... And quite frankly, the collective internet is not a fan of Chris Harrison right now. And to bring him back would be a really bad look. So, like, when I take care of my plants... Yeah. If a part of my plant is dying, I cut it off from my plant so that it doesn't keep infecting my plant. So that's what they did. Chris Harrison became this negative part, and they were just like, I'm going to cut you off before you infect this whole show, this whole series. Like, we do not want to be known as, like, the series who propagates this kind of thing, because we're only, they're only just starting to become, like, progressive with the people who they're selecting and putting on. Yeah, and even then it's, like, and even still that, It's like... <laughs> It's like dipping toes in the water is what they're doing. Yeah. But they're starting to do that. And now to, like, keeping him on would be, like, reverting that. Like, how can they say, we proudly had the first Black Bachelor and then have the host be someone who was so insensitive to Black culture and Black people? Yeah, I guess the idea, do you think, and I'm not saying he did this, but, you know, do you ascribe to the idea that he could work towards bettering himself learn from his mistakes and resume his job basically and i'm not saying that would happen in a year but maybe you know less than 10 like you know and again it's you actually have to take those steps to do it like show you're being active in a community and stuff that he like hasn't even remotely done right and we'll probably never do he's probably just gonna take his money and walk yeah but i'm I'm just trying to present a scenario could he redeem himself? yeah absolutely i think he could I think everyone has grounds for redeeming themselves. I don't think that if someone has a wrong frame of thought or wrong thought process that they can't ever have the correct thought process. Like, my my thought is that he, he can do it if he worked towards it and was genuinely trying. But I think what you said is more accurate. I think he's going to take that money and just, yeah. like, fuck off to Hawaii yeah. for, like, ever. And you know what's hard, especially with, like, m- media figures? So... Um, and this is like a way deeper conversation that we probably won't have in, in, in full now, but just kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Like I know people who will keep nameless for sure, 
but where they were in like the All Lives Matter crew, and it's like, what well, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, yes, and they've like absolutely come around to like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Right? And usually it takes, like, yeah. a lot of time. Yes. And you really got to figure out, like, oh, that's what's going on here. Okay. I'll say it because we're adults here. When the movement, the Black Lives Movement started, mm-hmm. like, originally started, I said All Lives Matter because I didn't understand. And then I educated myself. And I read a lot of articles online. And I... I just informed myself, and then I learned why it was important to specifically call out Black Lives Matter. And not even just in learning for myself, but I've been trying to teach other people why it's important to say it that way. And so I think that it's possible, and that's one of the reasons that I I truly believe people can be turned around with more correct information if they're willing to put the effort in. Yeah. A lot of people are not willing to put the effort in. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And yeah. So I'm with you, right? Like, Chris Harrison, that, that... That train wasn't coming in. No. That just was not happening. Right. But the idea of it could happening, like, I'm certainly open to. Yeah. I just do think in this instance. Yeah. No way. Like, like maybe um, Rachel Kirkconnell. Maybe she's been doing the work, and maybe she... I haven't, like... Well, I'm not really on as much social media anymore, but I haven't seen what she's been doing. Yeah, I'd love to know what, what Matt thinks. Um, <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> anyway. Um... So okay, so so let, let's move on into a slightly lighter topic. Sure. Um, so in the rain, this will, we haven't even talked about week one yet. My goodness. Um, but we'll transition. So let's talk about the future. Chris Harrison out. Yes. Uh, in in the meantime, uh, Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow in. At yes. least for Katie's season yes. and Michelle's season, actually. I think Are they gonna... for her season as well? I thought they had said that originally, but I could be mistaken. Uh, but anyway, uh, so they're they're in for now. What do you think about just kind of the future of the kind of, you know, host of The Bachelor? We have, we have these two for now, uh, for BIP, Bachelor in Paradise, which from here on out will be referred to as BIP. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have the rotating celebrity host starting yes. with David Spade. Yes. Um, just, what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, okay, well, those are two very different things. I'll start with the celebrity host first because it'll be shorter. Um, I don't, I don't foresee myself being too, uh, enthralled with the celebrity hosts of the show, mostly because, like, I, I'm not one to fall for, like, celebrity culture, like, kind of thing. Like, I've never really, I don't have a lot of celebrities that I, like, am, like, so amazed by and stuff like that. Anyway, I think it could be fun to see one person, but that's also, like we said before, a temporary solution while they figure out who a real host is going to be, unless... Bip just becomes this new outlet of celebrities just guest hosts all the time. I'd be down for that. I, I mean, think yeah. that format would be great. If it if if that became the format where it's like their their actual format is just that celebrities guest host all the time and they bring in different celebrities to do it, yeah, that'd be a ton of fun and I would love to watch that. Uh, but right now it just feels like they don't know what to do, so they're just bringing in yeah. celebrities to because people like seeing celebrities. So that's the celebrity thing. In regards to Tasha Adams and Caitlin Bristow, I had a lot of fun watching them this week. Like, I, it was great because the energy that Katie brought in meshed so well with Tasha and Caitlin's energy. And she doesn't know them. No. They're not, like, friends. No, they just... They, it's just, like, because they're, like, okay, so they're all women around the same age, right? Roughly, yeah. Roughly close enough. And Caitlin's a little bit older. I think she's probably around like 35. Uh-huh. And how old is... Tasha's 27 and Katie's like okay. 26. So they're all like within a decade of each other, right? And they all like went through this experience. 
So it's nice. <laughs> I'm it's, amazing. I Caitlin Bristow, I got it exactly. Sorry, keep going. It's nice because it felt more like a camaraderie as opposed to this is the host talking to the the contestant or not the contestant but the lead. Cuz usually when Chris Harrison talks to them, I'm like, "Oh, it's just Chris Harrison talking to the lead and it fe- it feels very super like um superficial superficial i almost said superstitious i know oh i thought you were say like superstitious oh no <laughs> i was making up a completely made up word but it was a lot of fun to watch them they seemed to be having a lot of fun and a really good time like doing it yeah and it was just like good energy and good vibes and it felt like they were just having a good time and it was really nice like it was very fun to watch there was like bits that happened and i just i don't know i just enjoyed seeing them as a, and you know what i you know what else i think i like that there's two yes yeah, so i uh if i could piggyback off that yes i think so i i, I have a, i have a lot of thoughts um <laughs> so let me let me start with yours two is great um i think there's certain instances when you, when you can have one host when that host is very charismatic and and i think in in the setting um one host like really works i think Game shows, it's always got to be one host. Yeah. I mean, traditional game shows. Like, and, you know, I, I don't know why I think of this, but, like, Howie Mandel and Deal or No Deal, I loved Howie Mandel and Deal or No Deal. Okay. I, I thought he, like, interacted really well, you know, set the stage, let you know what was going on. Like, you could drop into any episode of Deal or No Deal and know exactly what's going on right, by right. the end. He was really good at that. Um, So I think game shows, like, one host. But I think a lot of things where they're more long form and have the same people from week to week, I think you need two. Great British Bake Off. They use two. Yes. Two comedians, by the way, which I think there's something to using comedians because I think they have a knack for that. They also use two judges. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, what I think would be a great model is I think of the um, Mythbusters model. So Mythbusters, you had two hosts, basically, right? You had the two guys who did the experiments, but they were basically your hosts, right? Mm-hmm. Ja- Jamie and... I don't even remember their name. Jamie and the other guy. And then they have, like, remember, like, the weird side crew? Yes. Like, the other three? That's how I think The Bachelor should do it. I think you should have your two main hosts. And then we have over here, like, Wells. Mm. And, like, bring back, bring, like, Nick back. Like, here's what you do. You get your staples, right? Like, mm-hmm. your, your people who, they are so ingrained in the universe, and they're, they, they're basically part of the Bachelor versus DNA, yeah. like your Taisha, Caitlin Bristow. But then for your hosts, get people who are, like, kind of on the outside. Get two comedians and just, like, switches people up every once in a while. Yeah. Like, it, getting back to the Great British Bake Off, right? Like, they've had some, like, fluctuations in the um, hosts, right? They yes. had, like, the two ladies, and then it switched to the guy and the older woman, and yeah. then they had the two guys for the most recent one. So, like, and right. I think they've had a... I think they've all been great. Um, but I, I think that would be, like, a really great model for this show, because the reason you could do more people is because... Like, imagine being able to do, like, the different bits, because, like, you had, you had prior to this, you had, the, like, Harrison carrying the whole load, and, like, even on Tasha's season, we had the things, like, we liked with Harrison, where, remember, like, Blake, yeah. like, sat down yes. with him, and he was, like, doing the lobster, but that could be all different people. Right. And it would still be just as funny. Like, it's I don't true. think you need the weight of, like, oh, my God, it's Chris Harrison. Like, just have it be, like, I would be just as stoked if, like, let's say Nick Vi- Vial was, like, one of the, like, side hosts. 
and they did that bit where Blake knocked on his door and it was Nick instead of Chris Harrison, I would still love it. Yeah. Because Nick has that very kind of, like, blasé, like, I'm over all of this deal. And that's the fun thing, too, is if you get people with their own personalities, you could use them for certain bits. You don't have to have one person be, like, your everyman. And it's not like he was this amazing actor. And I think that would work really well. Do you remember, really quick, do you remember... The Nick Vial Halo Top commercial. So good, so good. Okay, so for those who don't remember, know what you we're talking probably about. YouTube this. You should YouTube it, but I'm going to describe yeah. it anyway for people who are driving or whatever. There you go. Um, so Just can't wait. There was a there was a commercial that so Halo Top sponsored or like must have done advertising. They did SpawnCon with the Bachelor. They did they, it was part of a date. It was not only part of a date, but it was brought out during one of the after the final roses. Yes. Yes. So, so super uh, sponsored oh, content. For um Annalise cuz she cried yeah. so much. Yes. Yes. yes it's yes. all coming back. It's all coming back. So so Nick Fial was in this Halo Top commercial because, and this commercial was that like these, ki- there was a Halo Top ice cream truck, which by the way definitely just needs to be a thing. Yeah, like, I know that's not a thing in real life, but it should. be. It should be because like I would go and pay overpriced for like a Halo Top ice you cream. Get an cone. app, figure out where it is. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Anyway, um, Halo Top hire us. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but there was this Halo Top ice cream truck, and these kids ran up and. I think Nick walked up to them and was like, uh, sorry kids, this ice cream's not for you. And said it in a way that was like, and I'm definitely misquoting it because I saw it years ago. But it was just something funny where he basically, basically told these kids to go fuck off because it was like adult ice cream. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But it was great. It was very funny. And it just because that's his attitude is very like, I'm over it. And like, I'm too cool for this kind of thing. And it was, it was great. So yeah, I agree. I think that having different types of hosts with like different personalities could be a lot of fun because then you can also really play into that with certain dates and stuff like that, like um, bringing like uh, the fun one onto a really like fun silly date or like um, or putting the serious one in a silly date because that would be funny. Yeah, bring back like Sean Lowe to talk about like what it's like to be a dad or something like that. If you want to do like one of those like dates, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like there, there's so much opportunity, and I I think um, if there is any good to come out of like all this like nonsense is I think there's a really big opportunity here for like the Bachelor franchise to experiment and play more in the sandbox, which they absolutely should, and let's see what kind of fun stuff they can do. With hosting opportunities. Um, yeah. But get comedians. Get, like, Billy Eichner. He would be so fun. He would be fun. Like... I could see him being, um, on BIP. Like, I could see him doing an episode of BIP. Yeah. I... For sure. Uh, he, I don't know that he would want to do it full-time, I guess, is what I'm Yeah, saying. it's always easier for them to bring in for, like, a spot, but, yeah, like, to yeah. host. But, I I mean, look, you certainly get paid well. Yeah. And I'm sure... And, and, like, you said, you get the trips and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. I just think it, yeah. it comes down to more of, do certain people want to take on this role and responsibility and heat because it's a lot of uh, internet heat that comes with surrounding the Bachelor Nation. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. there Because uh, I, I was just kind of, you know, looking at, like, who were, like, the remaining, like, solo hosts who, like, have, like, stuck it out? And you know who's one who, like, really is, like, loved? And, and, and I, I haven't seen them do this in forever. But apparently is like still at the top of his game. Drew Carey. Um, 
Well, that's like game show. Oh, but, well, you just said host. All right, and well, like Wayne Brady too. But so, sorry for hosts of like a either like a reality show, like reality game show competition stuff like that. Like what I put in like the competition mm. family, like Bachelor, The Challenge, yeah. Top Chef, F One. Um, oh, what's his name from Chopped? Oh, Ted Allen. Yeah, no. I think he's fine. But, I love but Ted Allen. He is good. But um, Jeff Prost, the, the guy who, who hosts is. Survivor, it's the same guy. If, oh. you, if you can think of like the guy who hosts Survivor, it's still that guy. Yeah, I can't. He, he's like, he, 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 he's probably like the gold standard. He'd probably be great at like hosting The Bachelor, but he probably makes like so much money doing Survivor yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, it's like there, there aren't like many of those guys for like like the, the competition shows. But um, yeah, well, there's not a ton of shows like that that don't just like fade out after like a season or two. Like um, yeah. you know what I feel like is going to end up being really big, but we don't know it yet because we're in the early stages of it. I feel like the mass singer is going to be bigger than like I'm expecting it to be. You know. Eh. No, but I really think it will. I think it's going to be, like, a show that just keeps going. Because all they do is they... Uh, what's his the name? The Cannon? No. No. It's the... Oh, my God. The guy who... The Asian guy from Community. No, he's one of the judges, but he's not no, the host. he was the host. Last no, time he's one of the judges. I, to Ken Jong. I don't watch he's this one of the stupid hosts. show. Ma- I think it's the Cannon. Masked singer, host... Uh, yeah, the Cannon, so... Yeah, Ugh. I know. Yeah, we don't love Nick. I thought he got canceled for all of his like anti-Semitic yeah. comments. I thought so too. Hey, because wasn't he the host of America's Got Talent? Yeah, and, and then... he got thrown off because. But then I guess Mass Singer was like, "We'll take you." It's Fox. They don't. They don't have standards. <laughs> okay, Fox. Should we? Is was there anything else you wanted to bring up, or should we? I don't know. We're forty minutes in. Do you think we should talk about week? Yeah, we should one probably the talk about the episode. Probably. You know what's crazy? I don't what? have a lot to say. No, me neither. And I mean, like, there. So I have a lot to say overall, but like during the episode, I don't think that there was a ton. It's crazy. If if you if we had recorded this episode like like 10 p.m. Eastern, like fresh off watching it, and it's not because of like um like like a freshness thing. Oh, um, but it's just that the Harrison news eclipse all of this and everything else falls on the memory exactly hole. that's what i said yep. i said because yep. they announced it right after the episode it overtook it so which is gonna... bad the harrison yes. news should have no, definitely I... come up before yes so again that's what i said in the beginning where i was like i have mixed feelings about it because if they said it before i feel like that's all people would before the episode aired that's all people would have been talking about or thinking about but because they said it afterwards, yeah, it overshadowed the whole episode. Yeah, so um, sorry, everyone. I mean, like to be fair, right? It was. I'm gonna give my oh, let's transition. I'm gonna give my overall thoughts on night one, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, I I will pass to you. I thought that overall it was a pretty good night one. There wasn't a lot of weird conflict or bullying, except for one really weird thing yeah, that happened, super weird. and also went unresolved, which like left me with a weird feeling. Yeah. Not because it was like bad, because I just hate the like not resolvedness of it. But also no tease. Like right. you'll get an unresolved um with a tease but there was nothing well okay so let's i'll just i'll jump into i just want to really quick state what we saw as a viewer yeah and then that's it okay so there was they jumped into this scene it really feels like they just took a snippet from the editing room and just threw it in there and it was like a mistake almost so there was or we'll need it for context later uh, chekhov's gun so they they show these two guys are talking and i cannot remember which two guys (laughs) because as usually in my 
<laughs> in the podcast in the beginning I do not remember the people in the beginning so these two guys are fighting one guy was like I don't even like you bro or something like that and then like and the other guy's like okay whatever and like they just it was like this huge and the guy was like so upset he's like I don't even like it like he was crazy mad, aggro like like super aggro mad about it and then he like walked away and then that was it and then they didn't it, show it again they didn't resolve it there was no you know what they didn't do that we're that we usually get is the um confessionals where they talk yeah. about what happened or why that happened or how they're feeling. We got nothing. They just showed that snippet and then it went back to the rest of the house. And yeah. it was just like, what What was that? What happened? Why is this happening? Also, they definitely need, at least on the first episode, every time one of the guys is up, their Chiron needs to be under them. Every single time. It was a Chiron light episode and I don't know it why. It was like the first time they came out of limo and showed their Chiron and that was it. And I'm like, bro, there's like yeah. 30 men and I cannot remember all their names. 29 men in a box, Michelle. Um, <laughs> the worst. By the way, my prediction was wrong from last week. And mine was right because I just took everything else. It wasn't a very bold prediction. No, it was um, I do have a bold prediction, which I'll save for later. But uh, uh, anyway, so just overall thoughts. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Not a lot of conflict outside that one thing. I found most of the men to be charming. I think she got rid of all of the correct ones. Like, none of them who she got rid of. I was like, what? No way. Yeah. I was like, cool. And I am, like, cautiously optimistic because... It seems like we got a solid group of guys. It seems like Katie knows what she's doing. There might be some big twist at the end, but overall, I I, I think it was a good start. Uh, what'd you think? Yeah, I it's I actually think it's the most fun opening night I've had in a while. Okay. You know, like um it just it was very, the gimmicks weren't super gimmicky. Um, but she's she's very natural in front of everyone that she talks like she's yeah. just very she comes across as very comfortable and like very easy to talk to and just very easy which makes it super easy for like me to watch yeah like her in the show and talking to people and stuff and it was it was just fun it was like like Tisha and Caitlin were super fun interacting with her and like her talking to um the guys was great. One of my the scenes that I really liked was um the guy who was just as a cat was it Connor B. Connor B. So Connor B and I'm gonna get into some of the guys' interests, not all of them, but just some of the ones that stood out to me. But Connor B came just as a cat, um, which was funny and it, the great thing was that I so some of the men inside were making fun of him because this full grown man was dressed as a cat, but Katie loved it. Absolutely love. She it. has a cat, and apparently is a thing for cats. Yeah, not a thing for cats. Is into, she's a cat person, yeah, and she a has cat a cat. Right, and he was making puns, which she liked because she's she likes joking stuff and like people who are able to make jokes and stuff with her, which is great. Um, but then when Connerby was leaving, like walking to the door, Katie turned around to the window that Tasha and Caitlin were looking out of and gave like a little thumbs up, yeah. which was like really cute and fun. And she definitely wouldn't have done that with like Chris Harrison. I'm just saying. No, it's it, true. So it's like, it's just, it just made it very fun. And like, I don't know. I just like enjoyed that type of like realness. Yeah. And I don't want to gender it too much, but I just think from a practical sense, I think there's something to having a host who's like the same gender of the person who's doing it because i think there is that kind of comfort level there because you're right mm. you should never do and like i don't want to say I wouldn't do it with any guy but i just think there's probably like a natural thing because it's like it's a little tropey but it's like you and the girls and like how would you that talk about uh, i think it'd be i don't more, think it's wrong though i think it's 
I think it's more of a, you're more likely to do it with, like, she'd be more likely to do it with someone around her age of the same gender as yeah. opposed to someone around her age of the opposite gender. Or, anyway. Um, but if, if she brought her best friend growing up was a guy and he was in Taisha and Caitlyn's spot. That's true. I could yeah. see her doing it then. That's absolutely true. But I think for a random host. Yeah. I don't see her doing that for like to a random guy, you know. But anyway, maybe if like or Ryan, maybe, she would. maybe if like Ryan Reynolds was the host, she'd be like double thumbs up. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, yeah. But I think along the mean, she wouldn't even look at the other guys because Ryan Reynolds would be the host. Yeah, right. He's <laughs> um, happily married. That's true. Um, okay, so some of these guys, I have, I just have some notes. That yeah. things that stood out to me. So, Michael. Michael, I really liked Michael's intro, because I, I thought it was so great. So, Michael walks up to her with a, like, pocket watch and chain, and he, he goes to hand it to her, and he goes, I really don't want to be weird and be that guy, but this this pocket watch has been in my family for generations. He for, said it for over 200. For, for 200 years, this pocket watch. Uh. And DJ and I are like, Oh my god! Yeah, like we were so taken aback yeah, by this, like, like nonsense. Because that's like that's like really too far. That's for your kids, man. Yeah, exactly. Like... But exactly. So he's like, "This has been in my family for two hundred years," and she's like, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm just joking. I just bought it at the airport on the way here." And I was cracking. Big up. ups. Big ups. Big ups. But seriously, it took me. Cause you know why? It was such a drastic like cringe to like to laughing. So I was like, that's great. That's yeah. it. Big points for you. Um, Trey, who we love. We love Trey. So Trey rolled up in a pickup truck. Yep. And in the back of his pickup truck was a ball pit. The entire bed. The yes. entire bed was just like ball full pit. of, yeah. Awesome. Like little plastic balls. Yes. Yeah, that was great. That was, it was very fun. He and took her cute. into it later. That was great. Yeah. And they had a drink in there. That sounds like fun. I, I, I said it then. I'll say it now. Um, Trey, final four. Oh. Yeah, I, I I don't think that's gonna hold, but I just really want to get in there with like a hot take. So um, I'm I'm like going in there strong, but I'm worried he's gonna have an easy like exit, and by easy I mean easy from Tasha season, oh, not E A S Y. Yeah, an easy type exit. Easy. Yeah. Um. So some other notes of things that happened was uh, Gabriel did this thing. This was another thing that made me kind of cringe. Uh. So Gabriel hugged her, and then while holding her was like, take a deep breath in, and they like did a big deep inhale together, and breathe I'm like, that's weird. That's something you do, like, if you were like to hold her hands, like, I think just to like, reduce the tension, we should yeah. do a breathing exercise. Yeah, and, and I've seen And then you hold her hands, and then you breathe, and it's cute, and it's nice, yeah. and it's not weird, because what he did was weird! Right, well, in, in, um... Oh, God. What the frick is her name? The blonde who was before Tasha's season. Claire. So, remember oh that? I, someone in Claire's season did that with yeah. her. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I remember thinking, like, oh, that's really nice. Um, but this was not. This was him holding her and then in, inhaling her. In. It was very weird. By the way, I forgot. Um, remember how how she said hi to everyone? How Hello. She, hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what this. She's gonna watch that back in. I, I'm gonna be look look for it in the season yeah. now because she even did it when she went into the like main yeah. hall where the guys were with their Hello. champagne. Hello. Hello. Like, yeah, I don't know why, and it's it's like um I don't know if it's like she's nervous or she it's what it might be one of those things because this has happened to everyone. 
you start doing something jokingly and then it just becomes a habit that you do. And I wonder if that's like, but keep an eye out for it. Cause we noticed it a few times and then we're like, what is, she? and then we just were like, yeah, that's just, it's just what so, she does. So I'm going to throw this out there and like no shade by this. I think Katie's kind of a dork. Oh yeah. Me too. Okay. But I think it's great. And then that's like a little dorky thing she does. Yeah. Like she's kind of a dork. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Um, okay. Really quick back to the men. Um, Andrew is... He was the football player from Austria. Yes. Now, he walked up to her and was doing a British accent. Yep. I think he was nervous, though. His British accent was a little... Yeah, a little shaky. Um, He's from Chicago. But by way of Austria, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he's from Austria, but actually like lives, lives in, in Chicago, Chicago yeah. but likes doing a British accent. Yeah. So like there's a lot to unpack there. Um the person in the box was James. He did not come out of the box for most of the night. I like James. Me too. Yeah, I, I was worried that he was gonna be like a little skeezy, but he like he seems pretty normal. He's now Will's, very tall. Yeah. Like but he's got that um <laughs> he's got that like M Phil from New Jer- from New Jersey. He's like kind of got he? like that, but I think like the slick hair, and like the way he talks, or no, oh. maybe he's from Brooklyn. He's he's Joey from Brooklyn. I feel like I haven't heard him say enough to make that claim yet. I, I I'm not trying to stereotype. He seems like a good enough guy. He was like friendly with the other guys. Most of the guys seemed pretty cordial, which I liked. Yes. There were a couple oddballs. Yes. And I think we know who the villain is from the teasers. Like they weren't even but hiding it. I mm, I. We'll see. We'll see. I think I know. We'll talk about it. Sure. Um, one thing that Tasha said while the guys were coming in, I can't remember which one it was, but one of the things that Tasha said to Caitlin was Tasha's like, he's so handsome for her. And I was like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? That's like saying, oh, your hair looks really good today. It's like, don't. I, I didn't mean it like that. I, I think it's like a, uh, um, oh, like he's her type or, you know. He would be a good match for her. Listen, I'm sure there was only good intent behind those words. But the way she said it was a little... It came across as, like, a passive-aggressive remark. Would be like, oh, he's, like, a really good cook for her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So, oh, he's so handsome for her. She, I don't think she put a pause, though. I think, she didn't. I, I'm saying that that's, like... She's like, oh, he's, he's so, so handsome, handsome for, for her. her. Yeah. Like, even still saying it like that, I'm still like, mm. why Why couldn't she just say, oh, he's so handsome? Interesting. Like, why did you have to add that for her? Like, not for you? Not for anyone else? Are you trying to say, like, oh, they look, they make a cute couple? Because that's different. That's yeah. a different thing altogether. But saying he's so handsome for her is like, that's her standards. Yeah, right. Um, Cody came, he brought a sex doll. Now, to be fair, she was clothed. In, yes. In actually a not terrible dress. Yeah. Um, and her name was Sandy. I think it's the important. The lead in was interesting where he's like, I brought someone with me. Oh yeah. And she really helped me get through the pandemic. Yeah. And I think it's really important that you meet her before I move on. And then Kate was like, what the fuck? And yeah. then like he brought it out and she was like all in. She yeah. was like, yes, yeah. where this is great. And, you know, I think that the best part is, so there's a, a lot of different types of bachelorettes. And my favorite thing is that when the men judge the other men based on like what their gimmick is in the intro. Yeah. 
And a lot of times the jokey stuff doesn't land super well, but with Katie it seems to be like home runs. It's like true. out of the park. Yeah. So all the guys are like, Ugh, the sex is all I know. Oh, who's dressed like a cat. Yeah. Ugh. But like she loves this stuff. Yeah. So it's like anyone who did like a really gimmicky thing really like hit it out yeah, of the none park. Of, none of the gimmicks lost. All all of the gimmicks worked. Yeah. And I don't count the breathing shit as a gimmick. Spoiler. Um but. The only thing that I, uh, the only gimmick that didn't absolutely not work in their favor was the RV. Oh, that's true. I guess that was one that didn't work. So, Jeff, who we spoke about during our, uh, men introduction video. He's the skin salesman from Jersey City, New Jersey. He was wearing the denim jacket with the long, uh, dirty blonde hair. Okay. He rolled up in an RV. Now... That he lives in, apparently. He lives this in This isn't just RV. an RV. It's like his house. If you are a skin salesman, you cannot live in an RV. You no, just man. can't. No. Now, here's the thing. He rolls up in this RV. He invites her inside of the RV, and it's dirty. Yeah, it's not, it's not even presentable. not even it's clean. Awful. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, man. Like, up your game, you sad motherfucker. Like, like... It's not enough that you live in an RV. Like, hey, this could be your life, living in a tiny RV. But then it's like a mess. No, no, absolutely not. At at least when Dean convinced Caitlin to move into his van, he didn't... Well, first of all, she wasn't even a bachelorette, but, like, he didn't... I don't even remember. Oh, Dean was Rachel's season. He didn't drive up to Rachel on the van be like, Rachel, this could be your home. <laughs> this, All he, of this could be yours. He used his suave and his tact to make it to the final four, and then Rachel figured out he was a weirdo. Yes. And then Caitlin was like, I will date this weirdo. Aren't they engaged? Are they married? I think they They're got... absolutely engaged. I don't remember if they Yeah, I don't know if they, if they got married, but like, man, good, good for Dean, man. Shit that worked. Anyway. I'm um, happy for them. I, I, I like yeah, I'm them happy together. For them. As long as they're happy. Yeah. They will have beautiful children. They will have beautiful they children. Will, those children be beautiful living yeah. in a van, but they'll be beautiful. Um, But, okay, so it wasn't even just Kaylin, that. Kaylin, sorry. Yes, Kaylin. Uh, okay, it wasn't even just that. But when she was talking to him inside of his dirty RV. Remember he started eating celery? Oh my god. While oh my she god. was talking to him. I wanted to She was t- mm. and it's not like he was drinking a bloody mary or anything. He just pulled out some celery. Celery, you know, like the vegetable celery, just pulled it out and started eating it like Yeah, that I I I weird. It's a weird you don't do it. You like first impressions are so important on the first night of the bachelorette and you're gonna take her into a dirty ass rv and eat celery while she's trying to talk and it's like no 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 that guy had to put some clown makeup on because yeah. he was just a yeah right clown. oh my god um you want to talk about greg i'm gonna talk about greg i i i, I uh I, I googled him i i don't know him wow <laughs> shot okay so greg is from edison new jersey my hometown dj's hometown represent dj looks at me and goes do you think I know him? And I was like, do you know everyone in Edison, New Jersey? And he's two years younger than you. Yes. So it's not even like... I I, I, I looked, unfortunately, I I don't know him. So um, let's talk about Greg. Greg got the first impression, Rose. Yes. Way to just bury the lead right out of the gate. I thought you were going to talk about him first and then say he got it. Well, that's the opposite of burying the lead. Okay, well, way to... That's like showing my hand. Whatever. Sorry. Way to show your hand. (laughs) No, because this is important. Okay. He got the first impression, Rose. Um, cause we're an hour in. We gotta, we gotta go. He got the first impression, Rose. Um, she's really into him. 
Yes. Really, 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 really into him. Yes. He is what well, we look at like a very like boy next door feel. Super boy said. next door. Look. You hate his hair though. I I'm not a fan of his hair. I, C- could you describe it for the the listeners? So it's wavy and it's short in that it's like probably three inches long. Yeah. And it's parted down the middle. Yeah, I don't love the part down the middle. That's the problem I, with yeah. it. Because then you have these big wavy like bang kind of things. Yeah. I just... Should I like it? I Maybe. It's a thousand percent boy next door look. But yeah. I mean, good. Yeah, whatever. Whatever works. So he seems like a front runner. Pretty oh, yeah. hard. Got the first impression, Rose. Um, Jimmy Kimmel's wife mm-hmm. picked him to win. Yeah, that means and she got the okay. she got the the last one right. Um, what what? Uh, yeah, Rachel. She okay. she said Rachel was going to win. Um, I think she picked Zach too. Anyway, um, it still means nothing to me. Okay, but okay. Regardless, um, he seems like a front runner. At a minimum, it seems like he'll make hometowns if he yeah, doesn't probably. win. Because and even though it didn't happen with Matt James, because he's a weirdo. Uh, usually, I think it's over 50% of the time, you get the first impression of Rose, you get hometowns. What kills me, down to my core, is that they're still doing the bubble shit, so we're not gonna get proper hometowns. How much would you have loved the Edison, New Jersey hometown? They could've went to the Edison Museum, they could've went to Menlo Park, where else could they have gone? Oh, is that why you're upset? No hometown representation? It'll never happen again. There's, there's no way. Like, let's try, try like that. And I wonder if he's going to do, because remember Zach did the fake nonsense yeah. with Tasha where he said he was from New York, yeah. even though he was from Haddonfield, New Jersey, which is like five miles outside of Philly. Uh-huh. Um, we go back-to-back Jersey champs. Well, I guess for the Bachelorette, back-to-back Jersey champs. hey Um <laughs> But I wonder if that's what he'll pull. At least if you're from Edison, you could kind of lie like you're from New York. And we talked about this at the time. Zach saying he was from New York was yeah. like me saying I'm from Cleveland. Like, that's <laughs> insane. Um, but I just would have loved to see the Edison, New Jersey hometown. They could have went. There's this little, there's this little shitty museum. It's like this little lighthouse. Yeah. It's like, what, like, maybe like, like 30 feet tall. It's the only college class trip I ever did. <laughs> I went there, I think, for high school. Um, or maybe even, you know, it was high school. And it's 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 just a museum to Thomas Edison because he like that's where he's literally the town is named after Thomas yes. Edison. Um, it used to be called Menlo Park, and um, it's his little museum with like like a lot of his stuff. And it, it's so sad. It's like the saddest <laughs> museum on earth. But it has to be in this town. Like it should be in like New York or somewhere you know beautiful. But it's in. But that's like, not where he's from. I don't I know. I mean, okay. Let, let's take a moment to play this hypothetical game of. I, yeah, please. Greg makes it to hometowns, yeah. and they're not in a bubble, and they have to do yeah. this. You think you would have taken her to the Edison Museum? Because they don't always just take them to whatever no, the big I attraction know. is. They take them to like where they grew up or what they did around the area, yeah, and stuff like that. Here's what I promise you: that hometown is not actually in Edison, New Jersey. Oh yeah, most I definitely. could want it would be. You either go to the shore, yeah. or you go to New York, and, like, you lie. I could right. see it being on the shore. Well, it doesn't even have to be lying. You could do, like, what, um, what's-his-face did during Tasha season, where he's like, I grew up here, but I spent all of my time here, so this is uh, actually, Ben? Like, yeah. Yeah, you could do fucking Ben. Um, yeah, that, that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, there, I, I I guarantee that there's no way that um that hometown is in Edison. There's no well, way. well, absolutely not now because now it's going to be in a bubble. But yeah. I'm curious. I am if he does make it, I'm curious what he would do for it. Um, you didn't mention the thing with uh his niece. I oh yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. Um. So he was talking about how he is close with his niece. And how his niece is a jewelry maker. And how he was like, I I convinced her to make you something. When he sold it like that, she like she does like really yeah. like um, high quality jewelry yeah. that she like sells and yeah. stuff. Yeah, she does high quality stuff and I convinced her to make you something for me to bring to give to you. And he made like a big ask. Like I had to like jump yeah. the waiting list. Yeah. Like I had to really pull some favors. Like he yeah. really sold it. Yeah. Um... And then he pulled out a macaroni necklace. It was the cutest thing. Because I, yeah. he goes, my niece is three. And, and it was very cute. It was very, like, tug at the heartstrings kind of cute. And his big, colorful macaroni necklace that he put on her, it was very sweet. I I love Greg. I, I think he's great. Me too. I, I really do like him. I really think he's going to win. I I, I I like watching a few episodes first to get a feel more for how the people are in general. But I think that he... I can definitely see him making it to hometowns. Um, I just... He seems a, li- a little very quiet right now. And I'm worried that he's going to get uh, washed away from some of the other men. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's good enough. Um, you know, if, if you like someone and you just kind of, like, hang in there. I wonder, like, you know, like, does the insecurity start creeping in where it's yeah. like, oh, I'm having all this stuff. Or... Who was the um from that season there was like the the one girl who had like like a freak out because um she just couldn't see she got like the first one on one and then it like cratered. She left, she was the one who Katie talked to, her like father had ALS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what um, her name is. I know, I'm sorry. But yeah, her, um, you know, as long as like something like that uh, doesn't happen. I I don't think Greg will get the first one on one. Um, Usually the people who get the first impression rose typically get, like, an earlier first... Yeah, not always the first one-on-one, though. But it's usually early. I, I think, like, maybe, like, Trey might. Um, it's tricky. So, um, uh, real quick tangent. So, Michelle and I were doing a different kind of Bachelor Fantasy League this year because our friends wanted to try something different. So, what we had done for the longest time is just an elimination one where you just pick who moves on each week, like, with the roses. Yeah. And it's very basic. And it gets a little unfun because, like, by the end, whoever's in the lead, they just stay in the lead because it's so obvious by the end, like, yeah. who yeah. is going to win. But what we did now is a more, like, traditional fantasy league where the things that the guys do earn points each week. Mm. And the and the biggest thing to, to get in the points is picking who gets the first rose during the rose ceremony, which I got Trey, my boy, and um, who goes on the dates. Um, Those are the two biggest things you have to pick. I think DJ's bringing this up because he, like, completely slaughtered I am in first place. Slaughtered us. Like, double the margin. Yeah, no, I, but seriously. Like, I have, like, 60-something points, and DJ has, like, 140-something points. No, I'm not It's mad. 153. I'm not mad. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that I got your number a little wrong. I'm not mad because if DJ wins, I win. Because that's yeah, we play married. for money. That's what being married is. <laughs> but also... <laughs> What? The weird thing where we're going to have a party at the end of the season for the finale. Oh, yeah. And the person in first gets to have the person in last do something embarrassing. Oh, is that a thing? I didn't read that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm breaking news for you on the podcast. Oh, fun. Yeah. But really awkward. 
like for you. Well, I if I, you're in first, I said I was gonna pick something really lame, and I said what my thing would be. I just had said I would have that person like be my bartender all night, and everyone was just dunking on me. They're like, "That sucks. That's not fun. That's that's bad." I'm not. I'm not gonna make someone do something embarrassing. I'm just gonna be self serving and have that person get me drinks all night. Well, like do I'm something not silly. It doesn't have to be like embarrassing. You could be like, do the Macarena. Like, because that's funny. You know what's fun? Me not having to get a drink all night. That's the most fun oh, thing. Oh, you're so lame. <laughs> I'm so lame. Call me lame. You bring cat ears and you make them act like Connor. You do something silly or fun. You, I all don't know. Right, There's I, a lot of, like, cute, fun little things. I guess my head's not in that spot, but no. anyway, whatever. You're such a, uh, like, pra- very practical. Like, oh, I don't have to get up. So, so practical. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, okay, so those are, like, all the real notes that I have. Like, there wasn't really anything. Yeah. It was a good night one. Yeah, it was uh, fun. What, one note I had, which I thought was interesting, so while the men were all coming up out of the limo, or whatever implement they decided to arrive in, mm-hmm. Tasha and Caitlin were, like, peeking out of a window. Yes. Like, next to each other. Yeah. And, like, it was just weird. Like, they should have just been in a room with monitors and been, like, commenting on yeah, all the I people. Yeah, I actually disagree with you on this. Okay. I think it was cute that they were in the window because, for me, it feels very, um... It's almost got, like, a nostalgic kind of feel to it. Like, your friends or your sisters, like, sort of peeking out to see, like, who you're talking to and stuff like that. Um, and they were able to interact with her in that way. Whereas if they were just in a room somewhere with a monitor, they wouldn't be able to interact with her. Yeah. Like, she was able to turn around and, like, give him a thumbs up. And, like, like it just felt a little... Like, it was silly. Of course it was silly. Especially because they were dressed so nicely. And, like, yeah. they were just, like... The like, popcorn at one point. Yeah, they, they had popcorn. popcorn. It was yeah. cute. God, I love it. All right, it. I'll take fun. it. Yeah, so that was my thought. It just felt very, like... Felt very, Innocent. like... Yeah, like, like, the way sisters would, like... Okay. To see the guy that you're talking to kind of thing. Okay. Um, that was cute. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, who got, who's out of here? Okay, so let's talk about everyone who went home. Um, so, Jeff, uh, the RV guy. Get out. Um. Glad he's gone. I will, so I, we went back and figured out the names of everyone, but I want to tell you guys, because I think you'll find my notes funny. My notes of the people whose names I could not remember, but I wanted to remember who they were, so I took down my impressions of them. Um, so, uh, my next note was earring guy, tall hair. That was Marty. He was wearing two different earrings. He had two different earrings. One was, like, a long dangly earring, and the other one was a stud. stud, And he had the, like, Gerald from Hey Arnold's, like, his hair. But sh- a little the, bit shorter. The very 80s style. Yeah, like, the, yeah, very... Basketball players. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, next was Brandon, who was the K-pop emo guy. Um, just cause he had the very emo hair, like the, the like kind of over the eye sort of thing. And, um, and those, that was my notes for those guys because they didn't actually show everyone who went home, like who didn't get the rose. The yeah. First time. The, the, it was moving by the yeah, end. Yeah. They um, like, they showed those three and then they didn't show the other four who didn't get the rose. And I go to DJ, I'm like, it wasn't just those three yeah, who went home. Yeah, we had to home. Google it. And yeah, we had to Google who went home because they didn't show us. But the other four who went home were Gabriel, Austin, Landon, and Marcus. Cool. None of those people were really of note. But um, I think Gabriel was the one who did the weird breathing Yes, thing. yes. Um, you are correct. Yeah, which was kind of like, oh, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. So it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the weird breathing hug thing. Oh yeah, no, I was looking to see if there was any notes on the other guys, but also fashion corner, baby. Fashion corner. We're here. We are here. Um, 
First, I want to talk about Katie's dress. Oh, you have thoughts. Michelle has thoughts. I usually love the dresses that they put the Bachelorette in, especially for night one. I usually love them because they're these so over-the-top glamorous dresses. Remember Tasha's? Oh, God. Tasha's. That was my favorite. That was, like, my favorite. It was so stunning. They used her assets well, is Woo. what I'll say. Okay, Katie. Yeah. I did not like this dress. I'm just gonna say it. I didn't like it. I didn't think it... And you know what? Claire had a very similar thing where I was like, this is not flattering for her. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Katie's dress was like a shimmery red spaghetti strap dress, which was like fine, but it was the way that the seams on the dress were. So it was like, there was like a weird like kind of like belts thing around it where it's like there were seams right under the bust. And then like four inches down, there was another seam around the waist. Which made it kind of, like, bold weirdly in that, like, stomach area. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. Like, it should have been one solid piece of fabric. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, She's not overly tall, either. No. That's the other thing. No, I, yeah, I don't get it. Because it's, like, you have these, these women who are, like, beautifully shaped people. And then it's, like, let's just throw this frumpy looking dress well, on them. Do you think it's a case where it's, like, the dress goes to the highest bidder? And by that yeah. I mean it's, like, yes. hey, sponsors, give us your dress. Whoever pays us the most, boom, your dress goes on I mean, the Bachelorette. Absolutely. So that's why, to answer your question. Well, that sucks, because I was not a fan. Um, do you know who the designer was? Did we, did we no. figure that out? Well, I didn't look it up, but... We, you can they look usually it up say at the end, to. eh. Um, Tasha had awesome earrings on um, Aaron... You remember Aaron? Yeah, I remember Aaron. So Aaron was wearing a suit and his jacket sleeves were very short. And I didn't originally notice it, but DJ immediately noticed it. He had like six inches of cuff. Yeah. He had like an insane amount of cuff showing. Couldn't you see the sleeve? You could. You could see the button in the sleeve, which like you Uh. can't. That's that's so... And like, I know there's some things like in fashion that... In men's fashion that like I don't necessarily get. Like I understand... I don't understand why shorter pants are in fashion, oh, well, but I know they are. I know that in men's fashion that a, a higher pant leg is in right now. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Well, I was just going to say, um, I know that's in right now. Uh, that is not. There's nothing about a shorter, um, shorter jacket sleeve. Yes. There's nothing about that that's in. So, yeah, man, like, up your game. So, but what, especially... The shorter pant leg, people wear that without socks. The short... You can't wear a short jacket and then have just a regular shirt under it. It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't look good. It just didn't look good. And then you pointed out and I couldn't unsee it. Um, But speaking of the shorter pants, David was wearing this. And I have to say, it was the first time I had seen pants this short. Because they were like capris like they went to his like calf. it really did yeah like, it ended really short calf. it was really short and but not like formal shorts they were just like pants that were too short but that's like that's a fashion thing right no, now but, like i've seen the short i've seen the shorter pants you yeah. know like where it's like a little bit above the ankles like i've yeah. seen that but this was like higher than that. Hmm. Like this was just a little too much. Do you think, is that not in fashion right now? Is that I don't, not... see? I don't follow men's fashion as hmm. much because mostly because targeted ads show me all the women's fashion right. stuff. Um, but I don't know. I'm just like I don't know. I don't know. Like I've seen formal shorts before, and I think that those could look really. There's a lot of basketball players do that now. The formal shorts. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Like of for them. like Prescott, like LeBron James yeah, does that a ton. Sure. You the guy who was uh, standing in on CBS. 
Oh, the uh, the fo- the former football player yeah. who's the Nickelodeon broadcast. Yes. I can't. Oh, I, I gotta Google his name because this would be a crime sure. if I didn't. Keep but going. He he was always really fashionable, and he wore the um the nice shorts with like a little jacket and like hat and glasses and stuff. Very very fashionable. I am a fan. Um, also. Thomas, in the episode, had a really nice suit jacket on, and I think it was just, like, a really a blue kind of brocade sort of jacket, but it was really nice. Um, yeah, that's mostly the fashion. Nate Burleson is who you're thinking of. Okay. He, he got away with the, like, formal shorts. Yeah. And, like, that, like, like comfortable, but, like, really well put together sort of look. Usually the, the current and former athletes are usually, like, pretty good with their fashion stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagine a lot of their stuff's, like, paid for, too, right? Yeah. Like, sponsored sure. and stuff like that. Like, I, 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 I doubt LeBron James have ever has ever paid for a piece of clothing in the last, like, ten years. Yeah, probably not. Like, it's, it's all just that Chanel is mailing things to his house. Like, <laughs> it's, um, so yeah, that that was week one. Um, yeah. Any other closing thoughts? We gotta give our final rose. Oh yeah. Um, and the best part, worst part. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let me get my first. Uh, final rose. I'm gonna give it to James. He was the guy in the box. Um, we didn't mention really? this. They're bubbling in Arizona, and we couldn't figure out if it was really hot or really cold. I have some theories. At some point, the guys were really sweating. Yeah. And at some point, Katie was wearing a jacket. Now. Arizona's in the desert, and mm. it's like hot, 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 hot days, and then cold nights. So I, it's possible when they were sweating, like they were in a sweat lodge, maybe that was in the early part of the evening taping. Yeah. Like, because um, they taped in January, so sun does go down pretty early. Yeah, yeah. But it, it'd still be hot, um, so maybe that was like four or five. But then like when it got to like midnight, that's probably when she had the jacket on, because it drops in the yeah. desert. Yeah, it was crazy, because at some parts of the night, there was this one, was it Gabriel... Who was like dripping wet? Some of those guys were Dude. glistening. No, not even glistening. One guy in particular, I think it was Gabriel. Well, one guy in particular was like like sopping wet. It was like melting. Actually, it's probably closer. Yeah, like, they were like, like melting. But really, like just the whole face he, was like wet. Can you imagine how often Katie's makeup was being reapplied? Oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, props to James because he did a lot of stuff in the box. He did a confessional in the box. He did the he did. intro in the box. Um, it, it was like a little oh. tease. I, I loved it. And it, he was in a three-piece suit. <laughs> it must have been hot in there, at least at some point. So, good good on him, man. So, I'm going to give my rose this week to uh, to James. Hmm, How surprise. You? you didn't give it to Greg. There's time, Michelle. There's I, time. As you know, I strategically give out my roses for, you know, opportunities. That's true. And, like, there's time. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, I'm going to give my rose to Michael. Giving my rose to Michael because the bit with the pocket watch loved it. Genuinely made me laugh. Which I thought was great. I'm glad um, I'm glad it happened. But also, I think I think Katie deserves a rose because she sent all the right people home. That's true. Because there's so many times where it's like why are you keeping this person around? Yeah. But she was like, nope, dirty RV guy, get out of here. Um, Best part, worst part? Uh, For me, uh, worst part's easy. Uh, Everything with RV skin salesman man and the celery and the... I felt gross watching it, Mm. so that made me want to hurl. Best part... Probably the the play between Katie, Caitlin, and Tasha. 
The popcorn got like a legit laugh out of me with the popcorn bit. Yeah, it was and, and I did like the double thumbs up thing. I thought a lot of that stuff was cute. So, how nice. about you? Um, I think my worst part was that weird random little fight that happened. Mostly because yeah, it was so I have no just no context, no idea what happened. Like I didn't enjoy that. <gasps> Hope everything's okay. <laughs> and then best part. God, there were so many like Chris Harrison getting sent away forever. That wasn't part of this episode. <laughs> um, I think it was just the the little so like the little montage where they show her interacting with all of the different guys. Yeah. So it's not like the specific parts of it, but like you get to see a little bit of how what she was doing with all of the different guys, and I thought that that was um fun, yeah. like to watch because she just seems like really fun and she seems to be having a really like fun time i went into this season thinking the season's going to suck and now i'm like having seen her i'm like maybe it won't maybe she's got a good personality and i'm hoping that she doesn't prove me wrong um but she was on the show which show was she on jimmy kimmel she was on jimmy kimmel and she was talking with him she was very natural, very, like, just fit right in. Like, she practiced a million times. Yeah, she's gonna thing. be great at press. There's one so, thing. So, so good. And, like, and like as much as, like, we, I don't know, I liked Matt James. Awful yeah. at press. Awful. Like, the worst press person was, on the planet. The only good thing about that was, like, well, we know he's not, like, lying. Because that he's was just the, right? awful at Yeah, and Katie might be the best liar. It's like, true. phenomenal. No tells when Jimmy did the bit with, like, this guy, this yeah. guy, Greg one. Yeah. Just, like, no tells. Um, she was just very good. And she just picks up on jokes very quickly. And, like, yeah. she doesn't get stiff or do, like, the awkward laugh that they do. She just very good. It was really, like, refreshing almost. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it stays this enjoyable. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Uh, oh, uh, do we have any predictions? Going forward. You know, I don't do predictions on right. that one. So here's my one. I need to at least see them in an episode, like an actual episode first. Trey Final Four, Greg wins. Greg um, wins, wow. I'm doing it. Wow. Uh, I think Carl is the villain. Okay. It seems like Carl's the villain. We didn't talk about Carl because he didn't really do anything, but we were joking that he kind of looks like, what was it, like Dollar Store Will Smith? Is oh, what yeah. we were saying? Yeah. Um, it, it just seems like from the teasers... It seems like he's the villain. Also, an interesting um, absentee or absent from the teaser trailer was there was no um, like Katie in uh, getting ready to be proposed to mode. Right, they didn't show her in the dress or even like putting on the dress or anything like that. And they usually love showing that. Tasha and Matt season. There was Tasha. Remember, I called Tasha's when it was like, oh, she's crying in the white. I'm like, she's crying because she just got proposed to because she's happy. I called that one a mile away. And the Matt one, the him in the in the field getting ready to propose, called that one too. There was nothing I could call out to in the teaser where I'm like, oh, Katie's about to get proposed to. So I right. find that interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what that. Didn't you just? I missed like the first like 90 seconds because I was just wrapping something up in the kitchen. But didn't you like make a joke that they said this is the most whatever season they, of The Bachelor every ever? Every fucking season. <laughs> This is the craziest season of The Bachelor. But they, they did say that, right? Yeah, that, of course yeah. they did. They say it every, every season. You will not believe what happens this season of The Bachelor. On the most intense season of The Bachelor. I'm like, what? At some point, someone's just going to have to explode to like make it the most intense season. Because like, 
there's always something i'm just gonna say the only time it truly delivered was re season it, they really delivered on what they sold i also think for colton's when he ran away i thought that that was pretty fair fair pretty remarkable yeah that really was everything else was like mad but like what happened with re Yes, absolutely. Colton hopping the fence and running away. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, true. Losing losing uh, the him in South America or wherever they were yeah. was like yeah, <laughs> and like watching Chris Harrison and the producers like running around with like a flashlight. Man, you know what's insane? The, the it puts that um in such like stark relief now knowing that like he's he's gay. Yeah, and it's like oh my god he. Is here's here's a a gay man pretending to be heterosexual heterosexual literally running away from a show that is just the it's probably the most heteronormative show we have um so it's, Absolutely. i never even considered that but like what what a weird like analogy fascinating um so yeah that was it Sorry, by the way, if you're listening to this, it's late, and it's not Pop Break's fault, it's our fault. Absolutely. We were like, fault. we recorded it late, and like, we're super sorry. Sorry. Um, we'll be better. Uh, but, well, yeah, we will be back weekly, do not worry. Um, please check out the other podcasts on the Pop Break Network. Um, I know they're covering Loki. Yay. Right now on Disney Plus with the with their weird Wednesday releases. Yeah, Release it on a Friday, Disney Plus. No mm-hmm. one's logging into their Disney Plus on a Wednesday to... <laughs> check out it's, it's gotta be we're gonna um, be logging into our disney plus on wednesday yeah i know it's it's uh it's a bummer wednesdays you're like your class day it's yep. like a whole thing um but Only yeah every other week so um but yeah ch- check out the tv break we'll be covering loki live laugh lovely and mm-hmm. check us out and uh yeah um anything else you want to plug or talk about follow us on twitter at roses rejections yeah uh follow us especially when the show's on yeah, you that's like, when be with us. Quote that's unquote. when we are the most active. Yeah, tweet at us if you want. That's when we're the yeah. most active. Um, we watch the show. We retweet other people's funny tweets. Sometimes, if we're feeling saucy, we come up with our own tweets. Yeah, <laughs> get that original content. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, check out mostly nitpicking as always, covering the Fast and Furious franchise. So excited for F nine. Actually, the most excited part I was uh, probably on Monday was seeing the new F nine spot that they it's showed. Oh, uh, it was so. Oh. So ready. Um, but yeah, all right, we gotta end this. We're going on way too long. Um, thanks for hanging with us, everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Love you.